Yo, Random Ignorance Podcast. I am your host, Savage the Great. I hope you guys are doing well on this nice, beautiful day. So check this out, man. I decided to touch on this little topic that was the hot button last week. It was the hot button issue. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone had a think piece. Everyone had a podcast about it. Everyone had an article about it. Everyone had a tweet about it, an Instagram post about it. And this is the Leaving Neverland documentary. Now, if you've been living under a rock or you've just been off social media, if you're one of those people that still got a flip phone or something or one of those people that got to take a break from social media because it gets too crazy. The Leaving Neverland documentary is about Michael Jackson and his alleged accused, his alleged uh, sexual abuse of young boys. That's what it's about. And the two men featured in the documentary are named Wade Robeson and James Safechuck. Now. I am no way, in no shape or form, a Michael Jackson apologist. His music isn't that good for me to forgive him for molesting little boys and touching boy ass. And His music ain't that good. Thriller ain't that fire for me to forget that. Um, Billie Jean ain't that fire. Uh, Nothing he's put out is that fire for me to just be like, oh, yeah, Michael fucked them boys, but we cool. I don't know. No one knows outside of those little boys or those men who are now accusing him of you know assaulting them no one really knows what happened michael jackson is dead so it's only a one-sided story and that's the problem i had with the documentary it was one-sided it was pretty much slanderous it didn't offer any new information it just gave these guys a pedestal to you know um talk about non-founded uh no proof to it it was really it was really just it, it, it was weird man I was kind of surprised that HBO would buy that from Sundance but after the success of Surviving R. Kelly I could see why they would right because even that night um, Leaving Neverland premiered it was trending on Twitter people were talking about it it was so much content out of that that I could see why they would do it my first issue is with Wade Robeson now I don't really have a problem with James Safechuck I, um, he's really not um He's he he hasn't had a checkered past when it comes to this. Wade Robeson started dancing for Michael Jackson when he was super young. He was a backup dancer. Michael Jackson introduced Wade to his niece and they started dating his niece Brandy. They dated for about 10 years. Um I don't like the fact that Wade Robeson went to court twice to testify on Michael Jackson's behalf to say that nothing happened, that he was never touched. Once when he was 11 and once when he was in his 20s to say that nothing happened, he was never touched. But when Michael Jackson dies, all of a sudden he comes out and says this, right? 10 years after he's dead. Now, Wade Robeson has been trying to shop memorabilia. He's been trying to sell things. He's been trying to sell a book. He's been trying to sell a script. So this guy has motives. He has money invested in this. He has, you know, I can't trust the guy that's, that does that because either you were telling the truth back then about nothing happened or you're lying or you were lying then either way your credibility is shot your credibility is shot i can't believe anything you said if you're a proven liar if you lied in court twice on that man's behalf and now you're going back and changing your story i can't really take nothing that you're saying serious and i would never undermine you know sexual abuse victims or anything but i do not think this man was touched by michael maybe someone else maybe a different case but i do not think he was because he was around the family for so long right and it is said that he okay it is said that he was supposed to choreograph a circular show for for the jackson family 
and he was replaced at the last minute. And they said after that, it seems like he had a vendetta against the Jackson family. He tried to, he tried to sue them for like a hundred billion dollars, like all kind of crazy shit, right? And it's weird, man, because Michael Jackson has went through these allegations and these charges a bunch of times with a bunch of different families. The first the first case happened, and I think the accuser got paid like 30, 20 or 30 million or something, but that was from an insurance fund. That wasn't from Jackson's pocket. Like he didn't give him hush money. That was from some type of insurance thing, from what I understand. So after that, everyone start coming out. Everyone start coming out. But check this out. What Michael Jackson was doing at the time was some weirdo shit. I'm not going to excuse that. I'm not going to excuse a grown ass man sleeping in the bed with little boys. I'm not going to excuse a grown ass man for having an amusement park in his backyard. I'm not going to excuse that. That is inexcusable. Like, I would not let my son go to anyone's house. I don't give a fuck the level of the celebrity. I don't give a fuck who he is, nigga. Let The Rock or Drake or whoever else. Hey, you know, um, you know, uh, I got, um, you know, I got a house pretty big. Uh, you know, I want to have your son come over, you know, just have a, all right, who's the party for? Uh, it's for me. You know, I'm just going to have him come over. We're going to have some cake and all that. Wait, so the party's for you? You're a grown man, though. Yeah, but I like the I like the company of children, you know what I mean? Nigga, if you don't get out of my face before I take your head off, like, what are you talking about? So, that's some shit that would never happen under my watch. I'm not going to blame the parents and get into none of that. That's a whole different story, but that is something I don't give a fuck who the celebrity is. My son ain't sleeping in the bed with you, nigga. I don't give a fuck if I'm in the house. I don't care if I'm down the hall with y'all. I don't give a fuck if I'm in the same bedroom, because niggas think Michael's bedroom was the size of your bedroom. No, Michael's bedroom was the size of your house. So the parents might be sleeping over here and Michael Jackson in the bed with your son. Like, it's not happening, sir. So like I said, I'm not a Michael Jackson apologist. What he did was some weird ass shit. But, I, but do I think he did it to Wade Robeson? I don't think so because there's too many red flags on, on Wade's name. Like he was too close to the family. He was too involved. He went to court twice and defended this man. And then the man dies and he tries to sell you know, memorabilia and he tries to shop a book and he tries to shop a script and none of that works. So then he goes to the, you know, Michael touch me type thing. Right. And the FBI investigated Michael Jackson for 10 years, 10 years, the FBI. These are the people that took down the mob. These are the people that take down cartels. These are the people that take down politicians. If you've been watching the news and you telling me a child molester who has you know, they, they said, oh, uh, dozens of victims over the years. They couldn't find one piece of evidence to lock his ass up because you can't buy your way out of an FBI investigation. You can't. Go ask El Chapo. Go ask, you know, the people in Donald Trump's cabinet who keep getting hit, keep getting hit, keep getting hit. No, you can't buy your way out of an FBI investigation. They hang their hats on sending motherfuckers to jail. Do you know how many book deals and how many interviews and how many movies would have been made about the dudes that took Michael Jackson down? Do you know how big of a racket that is? Just like they're going to do with El Chapo. They're going to have the head DEA agent or the head FBI agent. He's going to tell his story. He's going to get a movie on how he took him down. And, you know, it's going to be that. People make make careers. The judges in these cases write books similar with OJ. The judge in OJ's case wrote a book about the case several several juries so several jurors in the oj case wrote books and got articles and interviews and so it's a whole industry behind catching a big fish and michael's probably the biggest fish at the time i remember it i was super young 
maybe in my you know he was getting caught up in the mid-2000s i was probably in my early teens but i remember him beating his cases and um jumping on cars and doing little dance moves and hanging his son out the window with a blanket on him like he was crazy any man that would change their whole face their whole look their hair texture take off their fucking nose like obviously that man is crazy obviously he has some mental things going on with him but do i think he touched those kids no i don't think so i don't think so but that's just me and i'm not a big enough fan to excuse that type of behavior if it did happen but just looking objectively you have a man who has ulterior motives in order for this to happen he has a lawsuit against the jackson family so if this changes public perception he can really win that and the jackson family has one on hbo for airing it of course you know they have that going but that man wade robeson i don't believe him i don't he's too unbelievable like his his past is too checkered like i said he doesn't have any credibility because you went to court twice on this man's behalf and he dies then years later after you try to make money off him in other ways you come out with this and try to sue the estate what are you what are you suing the estate for when that man is dead that's the that's the crazy part so i don't believe it james Safechuck. um i don't have enough information on him i didn't even know who he really was but it's just crazy to see man it's crazy to hear what is happening you know we all knew michael jackson was facing allegations but i didn't think they was gonna try to get him out of here like that like the simpsons put the michael jackson episode now if you don't remember the michael jackson episode from the simpsons it was when homer goes into the the insane asylum and it was a bigger dude there who pretended he was michael jackson like he thought he was michael jackson in his head and he used to dance like him and sing like him and he made it he got out and he made a song for lisa you know, lisa it's your birthday like if you remember that that is the michael jackson episode they pulled it certain streaming uh platforms have taken off michael jackson's songs have taken off michael jackson's songs pardon me and it's crazy to see that and in this culture in this time that's all it takes fuck the guy that uh went to court twice on his behalf fuck the fbi investigation fuck the guy that tried to make money off michael jackson in other ways fuck all the you know the people that came out and said they were forced to lie or they were lying on michael jackson we're going to use this one-sided piece of evidence to get michael jackson a fuck out of here and it is said that when the family or you know michael jackson's defense lawyers from back then wanted to be in the documentary the creator and the director of the documentary said no we don't want this story to mess up those guys stories pretty much we want this to focus only on them so saying that we pretty much want this shit to be one-sided we don't want any type of questions for them we don't want this any type of debate we don't want you, you know we don't want this to be fair and balanced we want this to be a hit piece that's what it was it was a hit piece but after the two uh two parts you know they had two hours each it was a two-hour part and then a two-hour part came on the next night so it was four hours in total oprah held a little town hall meeting right it's basically that and the audience was full of sexual abuse survivors and she basically asked them questions talked to them how they felt why they how they felt when michael jackson did this and did that and i'm kind of looking at oprah sideways right because oprah doesn't need the ratings she doesn't oprah is oprah oprah doesn't need the exposure oprah is oprah like she does she can get anyone she wants to sit down and talk 
she's had the Obamas. She can get ex-presidents. She can get presidents of foreign countries, any celebrity, any athlete, any entertainer, any whatever. Stock market guys, um, whatever. Oprah can get them to sit down. So I felt a way when Oprah sat down with these guys, right? Because Oprah kind of gave them a little a little validity a little validity i don't know why i'm stubborn over my words man but she gave them kind of a stamp of of approval she gave them a good look like oh man oprah's standing next to this or oprah's questioning these guys or oprah's putting her name by this so it has to be legit and it, it just it just rubs me the wrong way man it just rubs me the wrong way especially coming from oprah because oprah has always Oprah was a big fan of Mike back in the day. She had him on the show with thousands of pictures with her hugged up with him. But Oprah is the same person who didn't allow rappers on her show. Like when she had the cast of Barbershop, she didn't allow Ice Cube on. And when she had the cast of Fast and the Furious, she didn't, she didn't allow Ludacris on. So Oprah always has had, you know, some weird energy, especially with guys like Ice Cube and Ludacris. You don't allow them on the show. Those probably the most friendly rappers especially ice cube are we there yet this ain't boys in the hood ice cube i'm talking about barbershop so this is early 2000s when ice cube was shifting his energy and oprah was still like no no i'm not having it craziness man craziness and while we're on this subject of sexual abuse etc etc we're going to talk about r kelly r kelly gonna stay in the news because he's fucking crazy he is a nutcase. That dude is off the rails. All right. I don't know if I touched on it a couple of podcasts ago, but R. Kelly was arrested. You know, some new evidence was, was presented. It was a new tape. It was new girls that came forward and said they had sexual encounters with R. Kelly when they were be, when they were um, below legal age. All right. So he was arrested on a million dollars bail. He had to post a hundred thousand dollars. He didn't have it. He was broke. R. Kelly is broke. Like he couldn't bail himself out. So I don't know who bailed him out, but a woman put the money up. Now, she said she's not going to say who gave her the money to put up, but someone gave her $100,000 to put up. He got out. Then they came back and got him because he owed like $160,000 in child support. So he was in jail for a couple of days and someone got him out again, which is crazy, which is crazy because it wasn't no crowdfunding thing. It wasn't like everyone, all R. Kelly fans put in $20. It wasn't none of that. These are lump sums. So someone with some deep pockets is pretty much watching over these, this guy. They got invested interest, of course. I can't see him just being a fan putting up almost $300,000, right? If they if they, if if they are the ones that build them out twice. But I can't see no one that's not a that doesn't have a vested interest in R. Kelly putting up that kind of money. And um so he was released, but he decided to go on Good Morning America. He decided to go there. He decided this this is between all that. I think this is before he even got arrested the second time on child support. But he went on Good Morning America. He was talking to Gail King or whatever, Good Day something. But you know, all them shows kind of sound the same. But he was talking to Gail King. And I don't know if his lawyer instructed him to do this. So I don't know who gave him the idea or put the battery in his back and said, hey, Kells, this would be a good idea to shift public perception. But that man looked crazy. He looked out his fucking mind. If you seen R. Kelly during that interview, he broke down. He cried. He said he'd been going through this for 30 years. He said that he can't see his children. He said that 
He got up, he screamed, he stumped around. He basically threw a tantrum, man. Basically threw a tantrum. And what a lot of these women that accuse him would say is that he would throw tantrums and then he would get violent. So I can't see him being violent with Gail King, of course. But this behavior that he exhibited, I don't know if he thought it was going to give him sympathy or not, but it basically made their points like, hey, this man is unstable. He's mentally gone. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's crazy. So that basically made their points. They he made he helped make their case. So after all that, they end up taking the two girls that lives with R. Kelly now. Because if you watch the special, there are two women that live with R. Kelly, and according to them, um, according to their families, they are brainwashed. They are be kept. They 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 are under his control. They have Stockholm syndrome. If you don't know what Stockholm syndrome, the term comes from a bank robbery in Stockholm. And after the bank robbery, all of the people that were in the bank showed up to court to testify on the bank robber's behalf because they had got so in touch with them and they liked them so much that they started to defend them. So you're trying to defend your your kidnappers or trying to defend your the people that's hurting you. So that's where the term Stockholm Syndrome comes from. But the girls go on. They basically say their families are liars. They basically say their families wanted them to get money out of R. Kelly. They basically say their families wanted them to lie about their age and they tried to blackmail R. Kelly and it gets crazy. It gets crazy because you can see that. You can see that people will set their kids out because even after everyone knew about R. Kelly, there were still people taking their daughters to go see R. Kelly. Even after the video was out, even after the birth, after the um, the marriage certificate to Aaliyah was, was made public, People would still take their kids to see R. Kelly. Oh, he can make her a star or she could sing. So I'm going to give him. And then they end up getting touched or molested and the family comes back and tries to sue. Like that's that has been a thing. That has been a thing in some of these cases. I'm not saying it's every case, but that has been a thing in some of these cases, which is crazy. But I'm going to tell you now, man, R. Kelly, that nigga going down, bro. He's going down. They just uncovered a third tape. And how they uncovered this third tape was fucking crazy. There is a guy. I think his name is Gary. He said he was just going through his tapes and he was looking for He was going through his VHS tapes. And he was looking at his sports tapes or whatever. And he seen something that had R. Kelly's name on it. So when he played the tape, it was a man with the underage girl. He turned it over to Gloria Allred. And she turned it over to the police. Now, my question is, how the fuck did that tape get in your possession, bro? How did that tape get in your possession? How do you just have a collection of tapes and you just going through them one day? Who, who the fuck still goes through their VHS tapes? I know people that still got them, but they're put up in the closet, in the garage. Nobody really just goes through them. You can't be like, oh, man, this is, uh, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant versus... Allen Iverson, you know, the, the finals. And then next to it is goddamn R. Kelly. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's questions that need to be answered. And hopefully, when they go to trial, they ask that guy some questions because he seems like he's... You just have a child pornography tape in your collection, bro? Come on, man. Come on. And it is said that the second tape, the tape that was found before this one, it was a woman's uncle was basically holding the tape and he was extorting r kelly for a long time but like i said earlier r kelly is broke so he couldn't pay that guy anymore so that guy sent the tape to the police basically that's how r kelly got that second tape on him 
And you know, I just said the guy that got the third tape found it in his tape collection when he was looking for sports tapes and uh, tapes of games and all. Come on, man. So these cases is getting a little weird. They're getting a little weird. The Michael Jackson one, we already knew, you know, we people already had their assumptions. So this didn't change people one way or the other way. The people that think Mike is innocent and he was killed because he owns Son Sony's publishing and they tried to tear him down and they tried to do this. Those people still think that. On the other hand, you have the people that think he did it. Like, man, Mike did it. Why else would he be sleeping with boys? Why else would he do this? You sleeping with a boy and you don't do Those people still think what they think. So I don't think this whole documentary changed perception on Michael, but I do think that it changed for the social media era, for the streaming era. Like I said, a lot of platforms took his songs off. And a lot of them didn't because those Michael Jackson songs still make money. They still get streamed, whether you like it or not. They still get fucking streamed. Wait till Halloween comes around. Let's see how much Thriller gets played because we know that's going to happen. But like I said, The Simpsons put his episode just like a bunch of weird shit like that, right? And R. Kelly... I can't see them pulling his catalog either because he gets a lot of streams. He gets a lot of streams. So it's all money at the end of the day. I could see them um, getting R. Kelly the fuck out of here because he's going to jail, people. I don't know if you know it or not, but I know it. And he's going to fucking jail. Like he's out of here, bro. He might as well put the cuffs on now and just get some time served. Because they're going to trial if he doesn't plead out. And I doubt he'll plead out because he went on the Gail King show and just played his innocence that he didn't do anything. So once they go to trial, that is going to be the biggest circus of this decade. Bigger than Bill Cosby. Because this R. Kelly shit has been brewing for a long time. And a lot of people got interest in it from way back then. This affects many generations. And a lot of people got interest in that. So we're going to see how they turn out, man. Like I said... I ain't apologizing for Michael. I don't know what he did or didn't do, but I'm just saying that Wade Robeson guy, I don't believe. As far as R. Kelly, get him the fuck out of here. But this is the Random Ignorance Podcast. I am Savage the Great. Peace.